Bookworms Horror Podcast is sponsored by Creepy Crate. Creepy Crate is a horror and true crime subscription box filled with spooky collectibles, macabre accessories, and terrifying goodies. Each bi-monthly box is filled with over $85 of terror and includes at least one horror or true crime book. This box delivers dread to your doorstep for just $39.99 with free shipping. Go to creepycrate.store to subscribe. Use the code bookworm5 at checkout to get $5 off your subscription. That's bookworm5 for $5 off your subscription. And now to the show. Welcome to Bookworm's Horror, the podcast that offers you tips on writing, especially in the horror genre. My name is James Hippolyte. I am the host of the Real Demons of Pop Culture podcast, in which I unearth the origins and eerie allure of pop culture's captivating demonic realm. Today on Bookworm's Horror, I discuss writing through the blobs with Regina St. Clair. Regina is a Wadi Award winner for Best Horror Novel, as well as multiple screenwriting awards, including a Webby honoree. Regina is also the contributing editor of the best-selling Local Haunts, a horror tube anthology. Find Regina and her alter ego, Batilda, at her booktube channel, Regina's Haunted Library, and on her blog, rstclair.com. Regina and myself are the editors of the Bookworms Horror Zine, and since we're seeking great horror fiction for bookworms, we created this weekly podcast to offer writers quick tips on writing for the genre. Find all our links in the show notes. Now let's jump into my conversation with Regina as she speaks with me from her haunted library. Let's talk about another habit, and mm-hmm. it's very much related to last week's, which was writing for pleasure or finding pleasure in your writing. Let's talk about writing when things are not good, like writing through the, ugh, I mm. got to write today. Yeah. If you wake up, Regina, mm-hmm. and you are like, and and let's put you in a place where you know you have a deadline, you made a deadline for yourself, and you wake up and you just don't want to do it. Or I got you... a big publisher contract and <laughs> with a $500,000 advance. And yeah. I have well, to I mean, I think that's, somebody would say, oh, of course I would do it. But you've managed to self-publish without mm-hmm. having like somebody saying, well, I could do it if I had this 500000 right. Like you did it and didn't have a major publisher coming down, breathing down your neck, telling you to get it done. What There had to be days that you were like, F it, I don't want to write today, but you still did. What do you think it was yeah. that pushed you through? That is a really good question. And I know that people talk about writer's block. I, it's not, I don't, I get, I wouldn't really call it writer's block. It's more like uh, just f- spirit block or something like you're just not feeling it. Uh, because I usually have, it's not like I don't have ideas. I have too many ideas sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I think it just might be just feeling crappy physically. Because it does, it's very mentally taxing. And I think, and we'll talk more about that like in a later time about staying healthy. Um, the 
just, I don't know, I'm a sucker for punishment. Maybe I'm just like, I'm just going to do this. Like I, on a day like that, where I wasn't really feeling it and I knew I had to, I would probably set like a smaller goal and give myself a like more of a break. Like instead of three hours, well, I can do, I can do anything for an hour, you know, mm-hmm. I can do this for an hour. Like just, just do that or, or switch it up and say, well, I mean, I'm just going to, maybe I'll just go and, and work on my, uh, find some, like you were saying, photographs of my setting and, and do a folder. So I'm still working on my book, but maybe I just, I'm not writing, you know, I just think if you just say, I have to do this, it's sort of like when, if you have to go to work, how many days, like if you, we all have all had jobs, how many days did you do not want to go into that, do that job? Probably a lot. But once you get there and you get into the routine, you probably don't think about it anymore. It's like, Oh, day's over. You know, Yeah. we've all had days like that. I have a lot of those. Yeah, we all do. And like, if you push through, it's kind of just being a disciplined person. Now you brought up, I like Uh how you worded it was saying spiritual block, not Mm. writer's block. And I think that this comes up a lot. I hear people saying, I'm just not feeling inspired today. Oh yeah. And that is, I think, way off. When you mm-hmm. want to, when you want to be an artist who is making stuff, you can't just wait for inspiration. Yes, I think that especially when it comes to writing, well, I think any art you can become discouraged pretty easily mm-hmm. if you expect that everything you do is going to be great, and you know, right out of the gate, you're not going to learn anything. You know, like I know. Even though I think maybe the ideas are good, if and I don't have the courage to do this, if I go back and like try to like look at some of my old, like I don't go back and like reread something I wrote, unless I'm like fixing it or re-editing or something, uh, I know that I've gotten better from the first book I wrote. Like I've written like twenty books, maybe more. You don't get better if you don't do it, right? You know, so I think the discouragement comes from. Oh, I'm, I suck. I'm not any good at this. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. You know, Which I still feel like, you know, and, and there are some, sometimes where I'll get like a really bad review on one of my books and then I feel really discouraged, but I never get discouraged. We're like, oh, I suck. I can't do this. Cause I'm like, no, I, I enjoy this too much. You know, I don't care what they think I'm going to keep going, but you, that's also part of the process is like, you know, dealing with your first like one star review where someone just like completely and they'll do this sometimes on on Goodreads, uh, like rake you over the coals and make fun of you, make fun of your work. And really, it hurts, you know, especially the first couple times that you go through it and you'll ignore all the really good reviews right. that say this is great. And you'll just, I mean, this could be a, a, a you know, a different, you know, separate subject about how to deal with that. Some people don't read reviews at all. Honestly, I don't, I rarely check Every once in a while, every couple of months, maybe I'll look on Goodreads and see if I've gotten another review. But when I first started writing, I was like obsessive about it, you know, and I think I guess my point is, is that's part of the discouragement. Like, oh, people don't like what I'm doing. Right. I'll tell you, you, you have to be a professional. And, and you know what you do? Every time this has happened, you go into your favorite book, like your favorite book by Stephen King, let's say, and read all of his one star reviews. Right. I was going to it'll, just bring it'll that make up. you feel better. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was going to bring that up that I feel like it took me 50 years to realize that what it really is is just discipline and continuing to work despite what anyone else says. And that's mm-hmm. the thing I've learned, I think, because before, you know, you're when I was younger, you do something and you're like, why isn't everybody like lining up to hear my band or something, you know? Yeah. And then you get discouraged. And now I'm like, it doesn't matter. You just do it. You move on to the next thing and you you do it again. Yeah. And I was we I was listening to our one of our podcasts from it was Bookworms, but we were talking about uh, I brought up Langoliers, which is a Stephen King short oh, right. story that yes. I like. But the the movie, the TV made for TV movie is so awful. But the director of that is Tom Holland. And Tom Holland like created Chucky and Child's Play. Mm. And that's a fun movie. Yeah. And he also did Fright Night, another good fun movie. And, you know, because I and I can't understand how the guy who made this <laughs> made Langoliers. It's so awful. Um like it's one of the worst things I've ever seen, and uh, you know he didn't care. He's just going to keep working. Now it's hard when you're in Hollywood because you're only as good as your last movie. Yeah. Um, but as a, you know, as a writer, you can't. I think the, the the other thing, and you brought this up. They get through it. They make their their they have their book out there, and then they you have to promote it, but they stop working. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just like work on because it's interesting. You know that. This is bringing back the Grady Hendrix thing. Literally, he just released How to Sell a Haunted House. Mm-hmm. And I can't get an interview because he finished the book. He went on a tour to do interviews. He's still doing that. He's going to be at the drive through I think, next month as well. But he can't talk to me right now because he's writing. Like, Yeah, he's working on the next book. He did not stop. He's working on his next book. Yeah, and look at Stephen King. I mean, uh, I can't keep up with that man. a robot. Yeah, but he just he writes like thirty five hundred words a day every day, even on Christmas. Yeah, I mean, that, so he must just enjoy the heck out of it. It's or also he wouldn't do it. it's also like if you go to the gym and you lift weights mm-hmm. and you start low and then you it's for you to go in and lift weights certain amount of weight it's no problem for you, and he built that muscle up of writing to the place where it probably feels like nothing. And and what's in, should be encouraging about that is. All of us can do that. Yes. It doesn't mean that we're going to be as good as Stephen King, or, but we're different. You know, everyone, every writer who writes is going to get better. It's just a fact. You're going to, if you're, you know, you're going to get, if you're willing to learn from your mistakes, let's say, you're going to get better. You're just going to get better uh, just by doing it, by working that muscle, like you said. And I, I think it's a mistake. And I've, I've known, I won't name any names, but I've known a few <laughs> writers who are maybe a bit too precious about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like you kind of need to let it go. Like there has been certain uh, projects in my life that I got way too emotionally involved in. And you probably know which one what I'm talking yeah, about. I know exactly. <laughs> And that was a that really taught me a lot about, uh, you know, being healthy. Well, this is probably another topic, but like, don't be so like let it go, like and and like treat it like a job. Like you yes. leave it at the end of the day in a way. You don't have to live it twenty four seven. That's I wouldn't recommend. It's very unhealthy. You need to have a life. You need to have a family or whatever your family looks like. 
you know, loved ones that you spend time with. And it's a good feeling to say, okay, I've done my three hours of writing. I'm done. It's whatever it is. It's what it is. I'm going to go do, you know, whatever else I have to do today or, you know, go to work or do my day job or whatever. Yeah. But, to an extreme uh, of know, that, like to what you're talking about, mm -hmm. are like these authors who feel like they have to be drunks. Oh, uh, yeah. That's not like, a good idea. Getting into this role... Uh, whether you're like I see it, I've seen it a lot in music, you know, just people who feel like they have to be the next Kurt Cobain. And so their their life is shit, but they think they're more artistic or, you know, and you yeah. see it with authors who are like, you know, oh, I remember this kid. He wanted to be a writer. I never seen him write. I never read anything by him, but he had a on his MySpace page. It said Ernest Hemingway never had to do this, meaning like having to promote himself on MySpace. Well, maybe he's not Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> I mean, you know, like that seems very, uh, and that's, yeah, there, there, there's kind of a preciousness about that. It's like, you know, and, and, and I went through this myself with my project, Gemini Rising, like, like what, why isn't, don't people know this is like, I'm putting everything I've got into this. Mm -hmm. Why don't they care? And I think that that is also part of the journey is, can you handle that no one really cares? Yeah, so true. And if you can, keep going. And don't be like, when I say precious about it, it's like, you know, this is my, this is my baby and I don't want to, I'm so, you know, it's so delicate and I'm really scared that something's going to hurt it with a bad review. It's like, no, fuck it. Just sorry to curse. I never curse on my YouTube channel. The <laughs> heck with it. Uh, just get it, get it out there. It's not going to be perfect. You know, Do, try your best. Yeah. And, and you, know, I, you know, I, I think Gemini Rising is perfect. I think it's so amazing. Oh, thank you. And uh, it has nothing to do with the quality of that that series, you know. It's just the world we live in. It, there's there's more. I mean, who knows? People say that Mozart was thrown into a grave, a pulper's grave. You know? <laughs> yeah. So maybe they'll discover Gemini <laughs> rising five hundred years from now. I don't yeah, know. and and you know what? If the if they don't, it's okay. I'm okay with that right. too. I really I moved through that, and now when I do my my books, yeah, I care. But I've moved on to the next book. Right. You know, I've moved on and I'm excited about what I'm doing. So I think that if you know that, if you really accept the fact and get through that hurt of, you know what, no one really cares. Yeah. I, you know, I feel like you and I are speaking to a lot of people right now and mm -hmm. I don't know if they'll hear it because I don't know if I would have heard it. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope I that doesn't sound rude, too, no, that no one not. really cares. It's not. It's truth. And I think that you have to just – I love what you said about treating it just like a job. You go in, you do your work, you go in the next day, you keep doing your work. And then, mm -hmm. you know, like if you're selling jeans, you're not worried about that customer you had yesterday that bought the jeans. Are they fitting them well? Like, <laughs> right. you, you don't care. You just – you did You've your moved job. on. You moved on. Yeah, and try to do your job really well. Yeah. You're you know, going to get better. You're going to get better and you're not. And I think part of that preciousness is, is coming from a place of fear. You know, the fear is that no one's going to like this or I'm going to be exposed. And my, especially as a horror writer, my, you know, freaky ideas, like, like I sent my, uh, my chapter for Carney to my editor and 
he's he came came back he's like you know you're really sick (laughs) 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 and i'm like well you you know you you know that's that's my uh that's my job you know as a horror writer but i mean he said it in a good-natured way but it's like uh you know people are going to not not care maybe i mean indifference is probably you know the best you can get. And then some people are going to really think that, you know, it's terrible. And some people are going to absolutely love it. Yeah. That's right. But you shouldn't attach to any of those. You know what I mean? Yeah, there is definitely a Zen Zen thing Mm -hmm. about this where it's a a sense of unattachment. This idea of not being attached uh, that Buddhism preaches. And I think that's really the truth about art is it's expressing something that for whatever reason came to you and you put it out there and now you need to be unattached to it and find the next expression. And you don't in a lot of ways really own it, you know? Like, I don't know where some of these ideas come from. They just feel right at the time. Right. You know, so it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, you just have to, do it and have fun. Like that's the thing is have writing a pleasure. I mean, and we'll talk about that last week. But the or writing through a blast is trying to get back to the fun of it because you can do anything. Yep. You can make it up. There are no rules. You can have fun. And if people think you're insane, it's just words on a page. I mean, unless you're writing something illegal or something. Like you can write whatever. Like if you're writing the uh, the anarchist uh, cookbook part two, you might have some issues. But <laughs> now we you know. <laughs> our, our podcast just got put on the government list. Oh no, sorry, you cut we that. We are part not out. writing that. Just so anybody no, we're never, never. Anyway, uh, you know, it's, I want to sh- be positive. That's a really good point. Like last night, I wrote this opening for something I'm working on, and it. I wanted to just say, you know what, this is absurd, but I like it. And the idea that you could say a certain phrase or sentence—that's what the character does. Can't remember mm-hmm. what the sentence was, but. The way the words came and came out of his mouth opened up a portal. Oh. So the idea is like, I don't know why that would happen. I don't know Mm -hmm. the science behind why that would happen. But there could possibly be a combination of words that said a certain way that could do something. I mean, people believe words have magic. Yeah, abracadabra. Yeah, and so... I, that was like the the spark, and I I loved the, just the idea of it, and uh, yeah, I love the idea of portals and time. I I want to yes. write something about a time slip, like a short story about a time slip. I I did like a time machine story, but like a time slip, like I love that. I don't know if you've seen it, James, but it's one of my favorites. Uh, that uh, Netflix series, Dark. The oh German. yeah, Dark's great. It's That's so German, good. right? The German. It's one. German, yeah. yeah. And and so they did good. a they did a new one that I watched that got canceled unfortunately after one season. But um I thought Dark was so the writing in that was so clever. Mm-hmm. And that's all about portals and dimensions, yeah. but yet but yet it made sense. Yeah. It was really it's really genius. So yeah, you can do whatever. It's like that's that's the fun part is use your imagination. But I also have to say knowing you, you you're someone that has a very uh, good work ethic. Yeah, it's a sickness. <laughs> <laughs> See, you got to put it down. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. I do. Um, I, more so than most people I know, I will say that. I mm-hmm. wish more people 
Um, I, you know what's funny? I was just talking to somebody about AI, artificial intelligence, and mm-hmm. I said, you know, when it comes down to it, AI is the only friend I have that works as hard as I do because <laughs> uh, it has the the like it has the speed to keep up with the ideas I have in my head. Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I have an idea and I need it right now. I have my personal friend, and I can ask them questions or I can make them draw something. I could do whatever. And like I know there's a lot of artists against it, and I am not for people f- trying to fraudulently use it like so, mm-hmm. like there was that guy who just won a photography award and then he came out after the fact saying it was AR- AI art oh I didn't hear that yeah, wow it's a big, big deal you should look it up um, and I've heard two versions I heard that he did it and he was always <laughs> intending on revealing it was fake he was just testing us yes that's what he says and then somebody else says that was not his intention but he got caught and then he said oh I'm just testing you well, you know, I think I would experiment with AI on like a Wattpad story. Yeah. You know, as as an experiment and and see see what happens and just kind of play with that and see if people like it and if it gets attention and Well, I would you know. say this is really good and we'll end on this because we uh mm-hmm. are running out of time, but All right. I would say when it comes down to writing through the negative moments you could use AI as a kind of oh. jumping off point for an idea you have because yeah. it's a great first draft helper. So you're like, you know what? I had this idea and you, you're you the one who has the idea and you're writing it. It's like you can't, the prompt needs to be written. So you still need to write something. But you go to ChatGPT and you write, I would love a story about a kid who finds this object and it's mysterious. And you just write that and it'll give you something and then you can see what it came up with and maybe that sparks something. And mm-hmm. that will help you get through those negative moments uh, that you're sitting through. Yeah, and and don't like writing through the blahs. I think if just, I mean, just do what it says. Write through the blahs, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll at least at the end of your writing session, you might feel better because you've you know accomplished something. Thank you for tuning in to the Bookworms Horror Podcast. You can get the Bookworms Zine premiere issue on our Etsy link, which is in the show notes. The second issue should be coming out soon, so stay tuned and we will keep you posted on when you can pick that up. All our other links are in the show notes and we'll be back next week and talking about exercising your body to be better at writing. Hmm, how does that work? Tune in next week to find out. Bookworms is a Gorilla Delphia production. Yeah!